just want to make sure I'm giving you a clean track, and I don't want to be that guy. Oh, <clears throat> that's okay. I can deal with it. I don't want you to have to filter out any of my nonsense. Mm. That's true. We need to make sure all the nonsense <clears throat> stays in. That's right. <laughs> this new mic does have a nonsense filter. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Should get one for Joe Rogan. That's cool. <laughs> show over there's no filter large enough for that nonsense <laughs> the 30 second joe rogan experience yep actually that sounds like his last date <laughs> uh, that was one of your Podcast better ones beef <laughs> all right shall we do this oh Let's... i think we shall <laughs> Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Your favorite gifts, a final ho-ho holiday movie review, Christmas catch-up with the Tishi fam, and hippos. It's January 1st, 2022, and this year has got to be better than the last, right? Although it's New Year's Day, I don't believe any of your hosts got wet and wild last night. I suspect it was more of a PJs in front of the TV kind of evening. But uh, let's see, shall we? From Old Offie, I hope that's what you meant to type, Bobby. From Old Offie Studios in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts, it's Bobby Pape. Good morning, Bobby. I wasn't Bobby entirely. And the Offie. <laughs> I wasn't entirely sure where I was this morning. So, wow, yes, that'll work. Yeah, and from Money Fit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith the MVH Van Harn. Hi, Meredith. It was definitely a couch evening for us. It was a couch day, so I I mean I figured you wouldn't be up past eight PM, so No. No. Because I know you. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, we'll start with a little small talk. We'll see what's in the mailbag. We've got two weeks worth of mail. We'll do a debrief of our holidays, make some tissue recommendations, and let you know how you can get involved with the show. Let's roll right into small talk. I have a couple of items. The gingerbread house is done. It's been done for a while now, but I figured that I needed to bookend this whole particular year production that I continually bring up on the show and just let everybody know that if you have not seen the pictures, you should go over to our Facebook group because I put a comprehensive um, accounting, I don't know, overview drone shot where the drone is me. Uh, of the finished project uh, was unsure if I would get it done before I went to California, although there was no reason I needed to get it done by any particular date. But I did, and it turned out really well, although I will say I've already noticed some things that I would do differently, a few things that I forgot in the final details. But overall, very happy with how my 12 months of gingerbread project has gone. I think it's really incredible. Thank it's you. amazing looking. And I think it's perfect. And I don't know what you could have done differently. But that is the curse of looking at your own work, right? Right, right. Looking at your own work, eating your own food, all of that stuff. It's never yeah. quite right 
to you. And the funny thing is, after I got home from L.A. and, you know, I did the half day of laundry and dishes and puttering and all that stuff. And then I sat down and I was like, well, what do I do now? Because my energy has been so focused on that fucking gingerbread house for the last like month. (laughs) That I like, I honestly didn't know what to do with myself without a whole list of shit that had to be done for that. So it was a, an interesting feeling, but I'm very happy that it's finished. And now it's going to sit on the dining room table for three months until I throw it away, I guess. I feel like you need to find some very small children in scale to come eat it. <laughs> um, except the- that it is very much non edible. I mean, I was thinking just, you know. Like a micro Hansel and Gretel situation. Oh, that's true. I did think for a very small minute about trying to make some mini penguins and adding a penguin element to the theme. But then I thought, let's not. Let's not. I'm finished. I'm finished with this project. So anyway, all done. Yay. Good experience. Is there any other holiday that has a an edible architecture component to it that we could give you? I mean, there's pumpkin carving, but that's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm definitely not like the, um, the artistry involved at making like the people that make the pictures on pumpkins. Right. I don't know how to do that. So I don't think that pumpkin carving could be my milieu. Uh, you, your voice sounds particularly great saying milieu this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when you come to Boston, we're going to take you to Burdick's, which is the the best local chocolate shop. And one oh, of their I know Burdick's. One of their signature items is chocolate penguins. I think those are the penguins that you need for your... I've bought their chocolate mm. penguins. I love Burdick's. That's right. I got, when was the last time I got their catalog? Did they stop their catalog? My God, it's so shishi. It um, looks extremely expensive, and their chocolate is extremely expensive, but it's yes. also extremely good. Also true. Yep. I would love to go to one of their cafes. Their hot chocolate looks excellent. Uh, their hot chocolate is unrivaled because it's just melted chocolate in a cup. It's mm. excellent. Oh, yes. dear. Sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we? Oh, yes. Tell us, can you remind us about the glass a little bit more? Because you tried sugar glass and then went to resin. Am I remembering that right? That's correct. So I tried sugar glass or uh, as uh, the other name for it is isomalt, um, a sugar that's modified so that it melts really evenly, unlike regular granulated sugar, which will sometimes scorch or caramelize. So isomalt just melts like a dream and you can dye it really easily and do anything with it. But the problem with isomalt is that it turns out after like four or five days, it starts, (coughs) excuse me, it starts to crack internally. Like if you run your finger over the surface of it, it's still smooth, but inside the pane in the interior, you can see cracks forming. And so after about two weeks, it's just a mess crack. That sounds weird. Um, (laughs) And I didn't want to use that because, you know, if I'm going to spend two months making this thing, I'd like to get longer than two weeks out of it. So I cast around, I was going to use rice paper, which you can uh, dye and sort of do a curtain thing or whatever. But then, I don't know, I didn't know how to do that. It seemed like a process. And then I thought about, I've seen, uh, and I forget who mentioned, maybe, was it Sarah? I forget, on our Facebook group who said a colleague of hers had used leaf gelatin sheets 
because they're kind of pained almost oh, sure. already. And I had seen a whole bunch of that and a lot of different videos. And I sort of thought that was a last resort. Not that it's cheating, but it, sem- it seemed like the easy way out. So I ended up going with epoxy resin, which, you know, you, a lot of people use for jewelry and whatever. So that was very much non-edible. Um <laughs> <laughs> and not just in the stale gingerbread sort of way. Right. Um, but that involved, you know, casting and curing and all that stuff. And then my house smelling like chemicals for four days. Mm-hmm. Um, but that worked out pretty well. So I couldn't dye them. You have to have special um, oil-based dyes. And all my dyes were water-based. And water and epoxy don't mix, apparently. I tried it. It did not work. So that was not exactly according to plan. But you know what? It worked in the end. It was fine. I, I just checked the MSDS for epoxy resin. Mm-hmm. And for ingestion, it's just a low acute oral toxicity. So it, That's all. It, yeah, it's fine. You could eat it, is what I'm saying. I wore gloves. I had safety goggles, for God's sakes. So that was more toxic than anything I'm used to working with. Well, that's fair. I, I don't have a good zinger for that. <laughs> it's too early. So the sad thing about all this is... I'm already starting to think about next year's structure. <laughs> well, maybe that's what you can do. You could just start the next one. Yeah. I know. I <laughs> it just did. never ends. Honest to God, the word castle came into my mind. I was like, no, just stop it. You should just build stop the whole it. set for one of your holiday movies. Oh, good God. The castle, the small town. <laughs> The office of the evil land developer who's trying yep. to buy the, buy the rec center. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think this will be an all-year project anyway. So now that I've learned it and I am totally an expert, um, I can just get straight to the good parts next time. I'm excited for 2022. Oh, boy. There has to be a Food Network show we can get you on with these skills. Um. You want to know something interesting? I think it's okay to say this. At Christmas, my sister-in-law's sister brought her boyfriend, who is da-da-da, a writer for mostly food TV shows on the Food Network. So you've got an in. I do. Mm. I absolutely do have an in. He knows a lot about um, <clears throat> those shows. And in fact, he knows a lot about the gingerbread competition shows. But honestly... I need a lot more practice before I'm up to the level of those people. Those people are incredible with what they do. But I kind of like the idea of you coming in as the scrappy amateur, right? And so you just lay in the cut and don't get eliminated the first few rounds. And then you right. turn around and put in the death blow. Bam! Yeah. Who knew she could do that? Exactly. The bar is lower for you, so you just come in and overwhelm. Oh, I like that strategy. Well, I'll just keep... Um, uh redefining my my contact and we'll see how it goes maybe this time next year you guys can all watch me on uh on the food network smashing it in the gingerbread competition i think the prize is always 10 grand on those shows and that would get us out of a lot of jams it sure would so you know if we ever leave the house again right (laughs) in in a a post-pandemic lifestyle it would get us out of jams I'm going to give you a transition because you're on small talk, but it's all your topics. So thank you. Speaking of building a movie set, Anne, it's time to bring us to the to the end of the 2021 edition of your movie spectacular. 
Thank you. One last ho-ho holiday movie entry. I did not expect to uh, come back to this, but when I was in L.A. with my brother and sister-in-law, we uh, watched a few Christmas movies in the evening after the boys went to bed. And uh, yes, Christmas Inheritance was one that that was my pick. I mean, I watched that movie again, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but was we, that your, your third time watching it this year? Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, somebody else's pick, I think Libby's pick, was a Christmas movie that I hadn't heard of because I don't exactly keep my finger on the pulse of these things, but it's called Love Hard, um, which is kind of an unfortunate title, but it's supposed to be a play on love, actually, and die hard. And there's an argument over which is the better Christmas movie. But uh, anyway, I did not take any notes or anything because I was not anticipating uh, doing this. Right. But anyway, the quick synopsis is it um, stars Nina Dobrev, who people probably know best from the Vampire Diaries, I think, which I didn't watch. But anyway, um, she is a plucky magazine writer oh, of who course. is currently making a career out of chronicling her bad online dating experiences, a bit like our friend Kate Bergstrom and dates with Kate. Yes. Uh, and... <clears throat> In in the midst of all these bad dates or whatever matches, she gets matched with like a super hunky guy who seems so perfect in New York. She, of course, is in uh, L.A., I think. And their connection is so strong uh, and so pure that she decides on a whim to fly to New York and surprise him for Christmas, where she finds, to her shock, that he is not this hunky guy. He is actually... Jimmy O. Yang, who people will know from Crazy Rich Asians and Silicon Valley. And he's definitely yes. not uh, hunky, but very much a sort of schlubby. Every day she has been catfished. I'm I'm actually excited about this, that the second lead is not a hunky guy. I know, right? This is one of the... Um, really interesting things about this movie. But then, of course, it uh, ends up that they make a bargain that if she will continue to uh, pretend to be his girlfriend uh, for the benefit of his family and Christmas, that he will introduce her to the actual hunky guy whose picture he used and who he knows. And I guess you guys can figure out how the rest of the movie goes from there. I I assume that she... Goes along with the ruse, meets the hunk, and marries the hunk and lives happily ever after. Yes, yes, that's exactly what happens. No, that's not what happens because, you know, in an absolute first for one of these movies, it's not that she uh, uh, decides that the guy who was there all along is the guy who she really likes, but it's the fact that he's not hunky. Like, this guy is always, like, uh, just slightly less hunky than the wrong choice. But he's not hunky at all. And let me just say, he's super adorable, right? But he's not the typical um, romantic lead in a holiday Christmas right. movie. And so she does find that uh, she is really into him in the end. And I thought that was a really interesting uh, twist on all of it. That like she goes with the the schlubby nerd guy. And uh, I, I can out only see him as his character from Silicon Valley. And so I can't. <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around it being any different for him. I know. I know. But um, it's very, very sweet, I have to say. Uh, Enjoyed it thoroughly. And 
Um, thinking about the rating scale, I would give it 12 hoes. Wow. Well, I thought, am I allowed to give it more than 10? Then I thought, fuck, this is my rating this scale. Your, yeah, yeah, you do whatever rules. you want. Just, can, no rules, just right. So it's probably, um, I would say, like, the the early stuff, the setup stuff is fairly standard cringe. But when she actually gets out to New York and the plot is set in motion, there's not very much cringe involved. It's just sweet and stupid and silly and yeah. recommend. You can still watch it, even though the holidays are technically over now. Twelve hoes is what I imagine Santa does on December twenty sixth. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that's the alternate twelve days of Christmas text. <laughs> oh, that could be a good song. Yeah. Uh, also, when I looked at the cast before you told me who the second lead was, I assumed that Jimmy O Yang was just like her assistant. Uh huh. Right, because there's always like a sidekicky helper, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, "Oh, that's interesting that they made it a guy and an Asian guy, and that's a fun little twist." But no, okay, that's... nope. And then I assumed that Harry Shum Jr. was the or, was or... that would make sense, wouldn't it? But no, right. he's the annoying brother of Jimmy mm. O Yang, the golden boy of the family. Got it. Well, thank you for one last hoe. <laughs> I'm always good for a hoe or two. And now we'll put the hose away until Thanksgiving. We'll so. carefully wrap the hose in tissue paper and put them in the special box and then stow them in the closet. You know, I I realized that I I have one little bit of small talk that wasn't on here. It's not really um, huge, but I'll just say I've officially finished moving in Albany. I'm not in Albany oh. right now, but I'm officially no longer in the uh, the tower, the uh, the skyscraper. I'll walk up apartment. So water next World time, Studios. next time I record, yes, no more Water World. Mm-hmm. Uh, ne- next time I record, I'll be in the Garden View Studios, just a few blocks away, um, and it's going to be really echoey because all the stuff that was in the studio is now spread out over a two bedroom apartment, and I realize I have no furniture. Oh, <laughs> you know that is something that happens every time you move. You move, mm-hmm. and you're like, I have no furniture. Yeah, and you're like, what was I using at the old place? Um, I garbage picked Craigslist uh, curb alerted a like an entertainment center type piece because we own more furniture than we need. We've got, you know, stuff in the apartment here in Boston. We've got stuff in storage at the house in Buffalo. And so I don't want to buy furniture because we own more than enough furniture. It's just in the wrong places. But for like a few months, at least, I'm going to need some stuff. And so I saw like a... It's like a wooden hutch entertainment thing, and it's actually really solid. The only mistake that somebody made is somebody gobbed like a purplish brown paint on it. Oh no! It's ugly, but it's it's solid. And so I I saw the alert, and I just immediately went to that address, and it was still there. And I flipped it on its back and into the Rav Four. And Sam yelled at me for I, she says I'm moving too many heavy things without help but i'm like no i'm not it's 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 leverage i'm using angles and and uh you know i didn't like i just slid it down the stairs to the apartment i figured i didn't care if it got banged up a little bit like whatever it's it's garbage picked i'm gonna put Mm -hmm. it back on the curb when we're done with it but i now i just told sam i said i found it and i brought it in so i'll all i need you to do is strip it sand it stain it and make it look good that's all (laughs) 
I was pretty proud of myself for uh, for the find. But yeah, I'm still a little light. So I think there's going to be a few more folding tables and some chairs in my future. Well, what more do you need? Yeah. yeah. So updates to continue as, as long I as furnish. You got, yeah, as long as you got the TV sorted out. Yeah, well, just the one. But now because I have a separate bedroom, I mean, I you know, and it's separate office. Like I, I need a TV for every room, oh, right? Because that's the American obviously. way. Yeah. You know, I've never had a TV in my bedroom ever. And I feel like I'm sort of like the odd person out on that. It seems like that's really common. I have on and off, but it's not my default position. Right. Um, but now I kind of sometimes have a hard time sleeping without mm. something on in the background. So I've gotten acclimated to it. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. At some point, you know, I didn't have a TV in the bedroom because um, I think I had heard somewhere that it's a sex life killer, right? Mm. Who needs that distraction? Um, and then I realized now marriage is a sex life killer, so it's fine. <laughs> well, also no, with I, all these, all these smart TVs, isn't the government, um, staring at you through the TV? They're watching and listening I mean, all the time. Probably it is very 1984, isn't it? But like, uh, I mean, you, you know, don't need whatever. that in the bedroom. This is the same reason I don't worry too much about the curtains. Like they're mostly closed. If somebody's trying that hard to see me naked, I guess they earned it. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I, I hope I'm giving some CIA guy, you know. A thrill. The thrill of his day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, more to come note. soon as I continue to furnish. Uh... And if anyone in the uh, greater capital region of New York State has any decent furniture they want to give me, let me know. Okay. Uh, I think it's time for the mailbag. Um, we've got quite a, a bit Um since we haven't done the mailbag in a couple weeks. So um, I'm going to start with our actual mail that we get to our new email address, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is now tshishow at gmail.com. That's so right. Pretty easy to remember, hopefully. And here's a, a selection of a few of the people who have found us so far. Um, listener Joe says, Because, hmm, I cummed on it balls. Thank you, Joe. So that's a good comment. <laughs> I assume that means he enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Leslie at wellparents.com says, Hi, it's easy to see why more stay-at-home moms are starting businesses these days. Being a, quote, mompreneur, unquote, can mean more self-fulfillment, more success, and stronger connections with your family. So for those who are looking to get started with mompreneurship, God, that is painful mm-hmm. uh, i'd like to help them out it's missing a syllable it should be like mom entrepreneur yeah yeah right well this is just a dumb spam article i just wanted to say that horrible word a few times i'm not going to read the rest of it because it's dumb um but no they're what? offering she's offering to write an article for our website uh, isn't she would you be interested in posting an article from me on how t- <laughs> stay-at-home moms can start their own successful businesses the article will include advice on the best business models for a mompreneur how to get started and how to work from home with kids while achieving that elusive work-life balance. I'll make sure to link back to your website as well. My offer is totally free. I just want to encourage stay-at-home moms to follow their dreams of entrepreneurship. What? Excuse me? What's what that? Kind of <laughs> and let them know it is possible to juggle parenting and running a business without losing your sanity. Please let me know what you think. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, Leslie thanks, Leslie. LuLaRoe, probably. <laughs> yeah. We'll get on to Hillary and Christy and see what they think and if they're interested in being mompreneurs. Mompreneurship. I mean, Meredith, 
You are a mom to a, a cat. You could be sort a, of. A, a, I mean, several cats. A mom, mm-hmm. mom, pr- cat. Pr- no, that doesn't work. Catpreneur. Pr- no. Cat manure. <laughs> cat oh, purina. Cat. <laughs> I mean, how do you juggle cat parenting and running a business without losing your sanity? Well, I do work from home, so I've got that part yeah. taken care of, and the cats are alive. So I think I think I have a pretty good uh, done and dusted. Yeah, I've Brag. got it. So, um, Leslie, we don't need you, is what I'm saying. I've got it covered. We are we're overdue for a Moms on the Pod episode. I feel like we should get this article back, mm-hmm. get it submitted for our website, and then mm-hmm. have the Moms on the Pod break it down. That's a good idea. I should. I'm gonna. I'll reach out to Leslie at wellparents.com. <laughs> okay. I bet if you them. go to wellparents.com, assuming that's a web, an actual <laughs> website, not. and not just an email address, <laughs> I bet she's got some sample articles that they could take a look at. I'm not sure I've ever had a better use for an incognito window <laughs> than going to wellparents.com. Wellparents.com. Yep, I'm doing it now. Oh, we got stock footage it's of a real-ish. Yeah, exercise ideas for busy parents. Do yoga in a field. What? <laughs> that's the picture. Apparently, that's what the picture is. <laughs> Stress busters. That's an 18-year-old who does not have any children. All right. We're um, uh, probably giving this more attention. Oh, yeah. This yeah. woman is definitely not a mom. Like, no. <laughs> no. I was desperately trying to sleep with her in college. That's not. Yeah. No. She's <laughs> not. She does not have four kids under five or anything. Um. All right. Uh, finally, from Dorothy Dry and C D D. Dry and C Double D, maybe is that supposed to be Dorothy Drinked. Drink Double D. Drinked designated uh, driver. Designated driver doesn't make sense. I thought it was her bra size, but um, <laughs> could be. Dorothy Drink D D says you're mistaken. I suggest it to discuss. Write to me in PM. We will talk. Guardianship, BDSM fireplay. At, at, excited mark, SDG 453, SN, excited mark. So maybe that's the password. You know, that took a real twist, a turn there when she got to BDSM Fireplay. BDSM Fireplay is an interesting (laughs) set of keywords, yeah. Guardianship. Um, Yeah, so we need to write uh, to Dorothy in PM and we will talk. Yeah, I'm not sure where the mistake was, but I guess we need to sort this out with Dorothy. Well, we gotta ask Dorothy. <laughs> My favorite Urban Dictionary definition is BDSM because one of the options is Bible discussion slash study meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that, and then fireplay. That's got to be in some sort of Southern Baptist, yeah, know, pre- tradition, right? Absolutely. Fireplay. Dangerous. Dorothy, let's add another D to your name. Uh, okay. Um, no, we, please, let's move on to our question of the week. I hate these spam emails so much. I think we'll probably cut down on them now that we're at tshishow at gmail.com because at these gmail. are coming through to the old uh, the old uh, 1017 yeah. email that yeah. you know was circulated too far and wide. I, I blame Jeremy is what I'm saying. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually safe assumption. It, I mean, right. When isn't it Jeremy's fault? Yeah. Um, So our last question of the week was from the middle of December, and it was, um, what is the best gift you've ever received? And we did get quite a few responses, um, and there were some lively discussions going on, too. Um, But uh, first off, Laura says, while I should answer iPod, I have to be honest and say that it's my KitchenAid mixer. I love it and use it all the time. 
And then I have to add an edit. Someone below mentioned getting books, and I forgot the Christmas when I was 11 and got not just all three of the available Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, but probably five other books I still own in my stocking. I didn't need or want anything else. That's good. Laura's a girl after my own heart. Yeah. KitchenAid mixer and books? I know. Um, We got a lot of KitchenAid mixer responses. That is a solid gift. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this before, but I had a middle school science teacher who gifted me uh, like the collected Hitchhiker's Guide books because she thought mm. I would enjoy them. And she was right. And it was one of those mm. moments where somebody out of the blue gives you a very sincere book gift. And um, it, it makes me want to do that for people. It makes me want to meet someone and be like, oh, I think you would really like this book. So I'm just going to give you this book. Mm. Yeah, you don't need to wait for Christmas for that. Mm-mm. Right. That's an anytime gift. Um, Gregory says, my year's worth of candy. That's a callback to uh, his stocking. And <laughs> that came true again this year. Yep. Um, well, every time he comes back to the couch with a truffle, he brings me one. So I guess I'm eating half of his Christmas candy now. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Libby says, a lamp. It was so thoughtful. Again, these public comments plague a more detailed <laughs> response. <laughs> Sorry, Libby. <laughs> You can always just write us pub- privately and we don't have to read it. On the I I would like you to, actually, because I'm curious what about a lamp made it yeah. notably special to you. Yep. It's that one point in your childhood when somebody finding a lamp that they think you would like and just gifting it to you makes a real difference. Mm-hmm. Changes your whole trajectory of your exactly. life. Yeah. Um, Anne Louise says, a puffy vest. He got one of my girlfriends to help pick it out, which was key. I appreciate the extra mile shopping more than the vest itself. Oh, yeah. that's nice. That's sweet. And yeah. dangerous. But getting help definitely takes that down yep. a couple notches. Yep. But yes, that was a that was a gamble, but it paid off. Um, Katie says, the entire Babysitter's Club series when I was 10 to 11 years old, every single book, including the super specials. The super <laughs> specials. I would have loved that. <laughs> that is the age for that. I was burning through Nancy Drew books um, around that time. I really loved the the old ones. Um, and my stepdad was, a, a and still is, uh, an estate sale, uh, thrift store, uh, whiz. So he's good at finding, like, I had all the original hard book. Um, oh, I loved all those, those the 50s. where the covers were like, she was wearing a twin set with, with a, like yep. a, a bouffant hairstyle mm-hmm. and like pearls. embossed yeah. covers. Yeah. Yeah. Those were great. Um, Christine says, I had asked my parents for Monopoly when I was in first grade. They got it for me, and my sister and I played it all day on Christmas. The best gift was spending the whole day with my sister's attention. Never had a day like that again. Tiny violin playing. (laughs) Well, that's much sweeter than most families' Monopoly stories, which is everyone gets in a fight and the game is overturned Mm -hmm. on the floor. (laughs) I feel like that's really the only sensible way to end the game. Otherwise, it goes on for fucking ever. Yep. Ours usually ended with allegations of cheating by the banker. Mm. Right. When is the last time anyone played Monopoly, like really sat down and played Monopoly? I can't remember. Oh, it's been I've, a long I've time. played it with Matt because Matt and I like board games a lot. But the problem is that he is freakishly talented at Monopoly. So he goes through and he's really aggressive and he just starts buying properties right up. And the last time we played, I was like, okay, I'm going to copy this strategy. And so I started trying to hang with him and he crushed me Mm. Mm -hmm. like every time (laughs) (laughs) that's my that's my response usually i think we're overdue to get mad on the show again too Mm -hmm. yeah we sure are 
get mad at our siblings. We should, hmm. we should just kind of the way we did the riff track for the movie. We should just play Monopoly on the show. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We should all just log in. I'm sure. I bet there's a virtual monopoly. I'm yeah. sure there is, and we should just record us playing it oh, no, until you're... one of us flips the virtual table over. That'll be me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be getting a slightly different angle on my personality. <laughs> um, listener Bree says my parents got one of my brothers and me a pair of puppies when I was five years old. Oh my god, adorable! The neighbors kept them. Uh, kept them for them until Christmas Eve, and they were literally under the tree when we woke up on Christmas morning. Oh, and and Brie posted a picture, uh, mm-hmm. and it looks like like some labs or something, but like a little gold puppy and a little black puppy, and oh my god, it's adorable. So cute. I, those are I, good I parents. I mean, yeah, I can't what, imagine no. a five year old yeah. and two puppies. Forget it. Oh, that's a Christmas <laughs> movie right there. Yeah. Um, there was also a lively discussion um, because Brie owns the Dyson hair dryer. <sighs> I don't know about this thing. It's starting to it's, sound she mythical. She says it's a close second. Um, to the puppies? I'm not one, but <laughs> I guess so. Which puppy, though? There's two of them, huh? That's true. You kind of have a favorite. Um, so we got full report. There's a discussion of that. Um, but also the price is painful. Um Amanda says, a 10-speed bike when I was about fifth grade. I thought I was so cool. You were so cool. Mm-hmm. Having a 10-speed when you're in fifth grade is awesome. Yep. Uh, Morgan says, from what I've listened to and read here, um, is that I'm about to get my best gift, and it's all because of you. I'm getting my KitchenAid stand mixer from my mom slash sister, and it's all because of you guys. I made marshmallows with you, but I only had a hand mixer, and it took forever. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I gave my mom marshmallows and she asked about making them. Then my sister brought it up. I am now forgetting that I know this. Good. <laughs> I hope it was a surprise. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. Such a good gift. Um, yeah. for, our, for our next bake along at home, everyone needs to proof their bake in their very nice new car. <laughs> yes. Their Lexus in the driveway. Um, Missy says a Barbie dream house with a jacuzzi. My mom oh my still God. tells the story of staying up all night, putting it together along with a millennium Falcon thing for my brother. Hillary and I played with that thing a lot. It's probably where Hillary's horny corner started. <laughs> well, what else are Barbie and Ken going to do together? In a dream house with a <laughs> yep. jacuzzi. I did not have a, a, a dream house, but this jacuzzi, um, sparked a similar memories that I feel like I had like a Barbie salon maybe that Mm. had like a couple of uh hairdressing stations Uh, maybe that wasn't it i don't know but around the back it had a bathtub that had a little pump thing so when you put the soap and the water in and then you pump 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 then it there were suds so barbie could have a bubble bath mess (laughs) (laughs) spoken like an adult not like the delighted seven-year-old that i was (laughs) sounds like we're replacing the carpet in your bedroom yep uh let's see where are we julie says pretty much anything my daughter made for me when she was little oh shout out to the teachers who help their students make special holiday gifts julie that's so sweet i want to barf and have we got a business opportunity for you julie yep (laughs) you want to be a mom entrepreneur mompreneur um leslie says when i first started riding i couldn't afford tall riding boots my boyfriend at the time called the barn where i was riding pre-internet I'm still not sure how he got the number and asked the owner what kind of boots to get and where to buy them. 
When the wrapped box appeared under the tree, I thought for sure they were heavy-duty floor mats for the new Jeep Wrangler I had just bought. Ooh. Romantic. <laughs> for which he made me he made the down payment. I was so surprised. Best gift ever. By the way, his brother got me the floor mats. Smiley face. A few years later, my mom bought me my first horse for Christmas. Dang. I was 35. So I guess that's a pretty good gift, too. I finally got the pony I'd been asking for for 30 years. Aww. Oh, my God. So, like, how much does a horse cost? Like, I know two hundred dollars. What can it be? Ten, ten dollars. Right. <laughs> um, Elizabeth says my grandmother had one of these when I was growing up. She passed away on Christmas Eve in two thousand four. She would always put it out during the holidays when my mom and I would go see her. Is there a picture? Yes. Um, oh, I know what this is. This is like a candly thing that spins when you put um, when heat is applied. Yeah, I've it has one of these the, too. I don't know what in, on earth they're called, but. I yeah, don't either, but them. I have one as well. It has the, the fan up at the top and the heat from the candles rises and displaces the air and turns the fan. Yes. And moves the angels. Yep. 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 Um, it was a staple of my childhood and the holidays. A few years ago, my mom gave me my own for Christmas. I cried for a solid minute. I unfortunately have lost some of the pieces and moves, but it is the best and most meaningful gift I have ever gotten. Aww. Yeah, my stepdad gave me one too. And it's sweet. I just am afraid to put up a spinny thing with fire on it in my house mm. right now with cat, you know, mm. insane cats. So it stays in the attic for now. But I, yeah, those are great. Um, that's a sweet, that's a sweet story. Um, and then finally, Lane says, it might be what I got this year, a MacBook Air from my partner. He actually gave it to me two weeks ago because my laptop had died and I was using his old MacBook Pro, which was also on its last legs. But it took me until today to allow myself to open. I didn't think I deserved such an extravagant gift, even though he could easily afford it and was happy to give it to me and was pretty sure I wanted him to return it. Anyone else going through this? <laughs> oh, Lane, you deserve it. Totally. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that, though, because I'm such a like a practical person and i have um drawn this line between want and need so strongly that sometimes i have a hard time like letting that relax a little bit Mm -hmm. you do deserve it lane well and computers are kind of a need i mean like yep you need a computer sorry it's just (laughs) we have to make that adjustment i think because it's hard to function without one the macbook thing i justify it as i'm probably going to use this macbook for three years and so it's like a couple of bucks a day right. to have all the functionality I need from it. <laughs> For um, the price no- of a cup of coffee. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you can uh, you can save yourself a lot of frustration. Uh, not to go too deep into laptop talk, but since I did buy the new MacBook Pro recently for myself, when mine uh, you know, was broken for a little while, I was using um, like a cheap $100 uh, HP laptop that I had picked up as a backup, like an emergency backup. I found it on clearance, and it's the same model that Sam uses every day. And I bought it, and I thought to myself, I'm going to learn a lesson here on how I don't need a super expensive laptop because this $100 clearance laptop is going to work just fine. And instead, the lesson I learned is I don't know how Sam gets anything done on this piece of shit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) It freezes constantly. It barely works. It's brand new, and I can barely use it. Yep. Uh, And I was so glad to get my MacBook back. So good lesson learned. Go Mac. Good gift lane. Um, I know I talked about mine, but I, maybe I need to amend. Maybe we should cover this in Christmas talk, but I did get an excellent gift. I got several excellent gifts this year. So I'll, Ooh. I'll save that for, for medium okay. talk. Medium talk um, is uh, Meredith bragging. Yeah. My, me bragging about all the cool stuff I got. Um, but also we did get a voicemail 
Um, and this is from listener Renee, who enjoyed our movie watch along. Hello, T Shears. And thank you for the shout outs. This is Renee Leon in Aurora, Colorado. And yes, this year's movie was a much better selection. I did not get angry. Overall, um, it was cutesy. I never would have watched it on my own. However, I thoroughly enjoyed watching it with all of you, my imaginary friends. Um, little backstory, Christmas got canceled basically for this year. My husband got COVID and I had a nightmare week trying to run our business without him. And the one thing I was looking forward to for the week was I just got to get through it. And on Friday, I'm going to find time to watch this movie with my pretend friends. And it was fantastic. I was chortling and guffawing and laughing out loud while my daughter was making a cake. So, oh yeah. And I was enjoying some libations. Um, one last thing I'll say, because I want to be your official dance correspondent, <laughs> the end scene where he says, cheesy, may I have the honor of this Christmas dance? Cause that's a thing. Um, they were in reverse frame. So she was holding the frame for him rather than the other way. So her arm goes under his, and then they pan out and there are lots of people on the dance floor that are also reversed with the female, um, with her arm underneath her supposed lead, which means, well, obviously the dance was not an important part of the director's vision so they just said go dance and no one knew how to hold each other in frame which was weird but nod to inclusivity there were uh two same-sex couples off to the right so yay anyhow just wanted to share thanks you guys for doing that i really enjoyed it i would actually love more of the uh the movie the movie experience with you guys so super cool bye-bye Thank you, Renee. That was very sweet. I'm Yay. glad you had fun. I was worried. I didn't want to disappoint Renee for the second year in a row. No way. Yeah. It was all for Renee. Sort of this hinged on that, so I'm really glad. Mm-hmm. And and also, um, as our dance correspondent, she can um, let us know about all the things that were terribly, terribly wrong with the dance moves. Also, Renee, um, I should ha- ask you. No, I can't. I can't. But I... As our dance correspondent, I kind of want you to go back and watch the Ralph Macchio um, Christmas <laughs> movie that I watched last year, the, the ballroom <laughs> dance one that was terrible, just to get your opinion on the dancing in that. But I won't. I can't. Things. That was so bad. I cannot ask that of Renee. Well, remember the dance scene in in the, the one we watched last year with um, Jamie Fraser? Yes. Um, yes. God, what, what I mean, that? dance is a, a loose term da- yeah, for what happened. Was, I don't know if you can even call that dancing. A crime against humanity. Yeah. Um, but that was a really fun show to record, and it was a fun movie. Gregory and I actually watched it um, while listening back to the show, and I said several things out loud right before I said them on the show. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I did it again. And it was a fun time. So I would love more feedback on that. Because I I think we enjoyed doing it. And I think it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Like, just from a tech standpoint and Mm -hmm. not wanting to talk over each other too much or talk over the movie too much. But it seemed to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it was fun. We could definitely do that more. And that, that plugin that Christy found made it very easy yes. to coordinate all that. Yep. So um, I think we could, I don't know how many users it allows. Like, I wonder if we could do a live thing with listeners. That would be fun. But I don't know if it would allow for that. I think um, so. I think as long as you have a Netflix subscription. Yeah. We'll have to investigate that. But that yes. was fun. So, yeah, that, that question of the week is still up. If you guys want to go tell us uh, what you got for Christmas this year, um, keep adding to it. It was a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, on a medium talk, which isn't just Meredith bragging, this is a, a good old-fashioned <laughs> Christmas catch-up. And I think, you know, to, I, we didn't really address it at the top of the show thoroughly, but it is the morning of New Year's Day, and we are all wicked hungover. No, um, nah. Especially me. <laughs> We're you all know little... I go hard. Yeah. <laughs> so glad that's in the clear. Um, <laughs> I I think we're all a little ragged this morning. And, and again, it's just the three of us because um, Christy is, uh, it's it's early, which means it's even earlier on the West Coast. And she's possibly lost in transit between yeah. Palm Springs and Seattle. I don't know if anybody's heard because it's been such a busy week for other things, but the airline industry has had a rough week. Yeah. Uh, I have some things to say about that, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yes, and then the weather in the Pacific Northwest where it's just been a just a constant blizzard for a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Hillary um, probably partied harder than all of us combined last night. Yep. I hope so. Cause... All I saw was she had an Instagram post where she posted a picture in her dress and said she was a fan of white. <laughs> so... I can't wait to hear the full debrief on that one. Uh, so this is a Christmas catch-up. And uh, it was spelled ketchup on the run sheet. So I went to find a show picture and I found some ketchup flavored candy canes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yum. <laughs> from Archie McPhee's. So uh, uh, tomato candy. Now that I have referenced them, they can be the show picture. Thank you. Your good old fashioned. I thought I was going to have to Photoshop Santa in a bottle of Heinz or something. But no, it's been done for me. So this is the good old-fashioned Christmas catch-up, and uh, does anyone want to go first in telling us? Normally we plan these things, but Anne, I feel like you had the biggest adventure for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know. Can I go? Can I go not first? Yeah, sure. I can go first and get my bragging out of the way. It's relatively brief. Okay. You are eager I also, to do that. I need a cough drop anyway. Okay, go ahead. Oh, God. Um, Christmas was pretty usual. Um, for us this year, uh, Gregory and I went to my mom's house in Grand Rapids and we did our, you know, our secret Santa gift exchange for the adults, which I've detailed extensively on this show takes the stress out of it for us. Um, and that was nice. I got some cool stuff from my wish list that I didn't want to buy myself and my sister drew my name and that was fun. Um, my Gregory drew my stepdad's name and he wanted a bunch of fancy cheese. So we went to Zingerman's Creamery Ooh. in Ann Arbor and got, that was really fun. Like I one for had you, a great time for me. shopping. Yep. <laughs> we have a lot of awesome Gouda in the fridge right now and some cultured butter that is amazing. So that was a, that was a boon for all involved. Is cultured uh, butter the kind that makes you drunk? Yep. Or is that, oh, that would be fermented, brother, right? Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's got cultures in it of some sort. It just makes it taste Ah, a little funkier. Butter drunk. Yep. (laughs) Um, I coincidentally watched the Great British Bake Off New Year show from last year, yesterday, and Rahul was on, and he revealed that he eats butter off the block in that show. I know people that do that. Uh, Are you one of them? No. Okay, I thought maybe you were being oblique. That sounds disgusting to me. 
in a lot of ways. I mean, I don't have a gallbladder, so it just kind of makes me nauseous just to hear about it. But I can't imagine. He said if, if he had to choose between chocolate and butter, he would choose butter. Yeah, but he is a little weirdo. We all He's know that. He's a special little guy. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's pretty normal Christmas. Um, just the immediate family. Um, Victor and Olivia, uh, of course, were there. And I got Victor money because he's 12 and that's all he wants. <laughs> And got Olivia some toys that she immediately ripped through. And um, my mom got a new kitty cat. Aww. Um, his name is Milo, and he's a little chunky, stripy boy. He's very pretty and very friendly. But um, she had one before, right? Fennec? She has a cat or... already named Fennec. Yeah. yeah. And Fennec is like wily, kind of indoor-outdoor, as much as I hate that. Um, she doesn't live near busy roads or anything, and Fennec is pretty smart. Um but Fennec is, like, not super friendly. Gregory can pick her up, but he is, like, the cat whisperer, and he can pick up any cat, especially when he hears that they don't like to be picked up. It becomes his mission in life. <laughs> um, and so she likes Gregory, but she's not – she kind of hangs out but isn't isn't wild about us. Now, Milo, on the other hand, was just, like, rolling around on the floor in front of us and getting in the middle of it and getting trampled by Olivia and didn't care and – he, he was just a, such a sweetie, and we got a couple good pictures of him. I brought um, the extras from the cat stockings to my mom's for them, and he just, like, went bonkers over the cat toys. And he has sent sort of a sad origin story, as far as we know. Somebody dropped him off in front of my uncle's house mm-hmm. um, in a cage and just left him there outside. <laughs> and my uncle is, like, he's he's having diabetes problems and stuff, and he's not super mobile, so he called my mom. Um, because my mom has been like shuffling him to doctor's appointments and stuff lately. Um, and she didn't really know what to do. She was going to maybe take Milo to the shelter, but he's just so sweet. He grew on them immediately. And now he, he's being called nicknames. He's high low because he's <laughs> a big boy. <laughs> um, that was really fun though to, to, to find. They, they've always had cats and they took a, a long break. I think they were just tired of taking care of things once all the kids were out of the house. <laughs> so, um, it's cool that they've got cats again, and Milo is, is super fun. So it was, a, it was a good day. It was kind of exhausting, but, um, you know, driving t- two and a half hours both ways in a single day is getting tiring, but um, it, was a nice, it was a nice Christmas in general. And then um, I had my birthday a couple days later, which was relatively low-key. I took the whole week off of work, so I just kind of got to relax, um, and um when gregory came home from work he was like i need like a half an hour alone in your office and i was like what (laughs) okay um and he ended up revamping my whole desk situation um and um mounting my monitors this doesn't sound like a big deal but it gave me so much more desk space i had them on risers my i had two monitors for work and he drilled he has like a whole attachment for his drill that drills perfectly you know perfect circles and things and so he drilled holes in the back of my desk for wires and mounted everything uh, with clamps to the back of the desk so I have a lot more desk space which is really nice because these desks this desk is very long but it's not very deep so that was a huge um help and a lot of work for him and then he also installed my new podcast microphone so what i got yeah i got um i asked bobby for a recommendation a couple weeks ago and i passed it along to him um and it, he uh he set it all up and installed it got a, a hefty new mic arm for it so if i sound extra professional today that's why even though i am froggy because it's morning <laughs> new year's day um so hopefully that's all coming through crystal clear 
Um, but it's it's great so far. And I can just leave it on my desk, which is the best part, because I was taking it you know, on and off every time we recorded and storing it in my closet. So this can just stay on my desk and be swung out of the way really conveniently. Um, so that was awesome. And then we made... For the last few years, like when we were able to, we would go to Windsor for my birthday and have soup dumplings because Windsor has awesome Chinese food and we just don't for some reason in Metro Detroit. Um, and But technically we could go to Windsor now, but I just don't think it's safe and I don't think it's a great idea and it would be a huge pain in the butt. So um, my friend Emily got me a soup dumpling kit uh, last year and we finally were like, you know what, this is a good opportunity to, to pull that out. And so we actually made our own, which was like a mild disaster. Like it was, it was really <laughs> fun, but they weren't, uh, they weren't gorgeous. Um, and a, the soup came out of a lot of them during the steaming process, but they did taste great. And I think that we could do a better job next time. It was just a, it was very tough because the, the dough is very, very thin and it has to contain a lot of stuff and stay you know, structurally sound, but tender. So it's, there's a trick to it and I'm not entirely sure what it is yet, but I think we should keep practicing. So it was a very nice, um, birthday dinner and the gift I want to brag about, I had no idea I even wanted one of these, but I saw a coworker on a zoom call for work a couple weeks ago talking about it. It's called an Ember mug. Have you guys heard of these? Mm-mm. No. I'm going to basically do an ad for them and they're not paying me, although they should. Um, so it's, I am kind of notorious for abandoning the last bit of every drink that I drink. If it's carbonated water, it's because it's gone warm and flat. If it's coffee, it's because it's gone cold, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so like whenever there's a can of water lying around, Gregory's like, is that done? And I'm like, well, it's done for me. And then he finishes the last <laughs> third of it. <laughs> and I was getting sick of, of, of wasting. And, and this is a mug that keeps your drink at, it's for hot drinks, but it keeps it at the temperature that you set. So it's got a heating element in the bottom and it will keep your coffee hot for like up to 90 minutes. It's crazy. I, this doesn't sound like an insane thing, but it's, like your brain kind of knows how hot drinks work. And like every time you take a sip, it's going to be a little bit cooler. And that just goes out the window. And it's just kind of a bizarre experience at first because you're like, why is this still warm? <laughs> it does not make sense. Um, but it's totally eliminated that problem. So I'm not throwing away coffee and tea anymore. Um, and it's just, it's really great. It's got a, a charging little coaster base you can set it on. So if you just stay there with your coaster, it can stay hot all day, I suppose. Um, but full recommend... It's great. It's it's pricey, um, but I've used it like three times every single day since I got it. So I don't need any more mugs ever again other than this one. So that's my brag. Now, how do you clean this? I assume you can't put it in the dishwasher. No, it's hand wash. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, you know, it's not a big deal. I have several things that are hand wash only. So I, I, I like the um, Hydro Flask coffee mugs and you can't put those in the dishwasher anyway. So So it's fine. It's like an immersion circulator of a mug. Kind of. Like it just holds that. That's awesome. Yeah. And there's a, there's an app um, that goes along with it. And so of you can set your own. Is. Yeah. You can set your own presets. It's got like a tea timer. So like I usually make Earl Grey and it has a timer for five minutes and then it will notify you when the timer's up and take your tea bag out. And then it notifies you when you've reached the optimal temperature and you can change that if you want, but it has some presets. So I've adjusted to my to my liking, and uh, it's wonderful. This is out of nowhere. And then I'm going to do mine next because I think Anne's is probably actually best to go last because she did the yeah. most interesting stuff. 
but um, I was doing a lot of driving over the last week and several of the podcasts I listened to that are, well, the daily show I listened to was off. And so I had some holes in my podcast schedule uh, and I listened to a couple of things. I listened to the rumor, which was about the Cal Ripken Jr. rumor story, which is the podcast. It's like a wondery style podcast that was really overproduced, but the story is still good. But I also listened to an episode of Bean Baxter's podcast, Cup of Tea in a Chat oh. with Allie and Bean, oh. which was pretty good. It's basically just uh, they just shotgun through all the kind of stories that, that a morning DJ would do if it was a really good morning radio show. The All of this is only because you mentioned making Earl Grey tea. And because their show is called Cup of Tea in a Chat with Allie and Bean, they call their listeners teabaggers. <laughs> okay. Good work. So there you go. That was a long climb for a short slide, but I just Very it nice. just came back to me as you were saying that. <laughs> what I, else? I, oh, I guess New Year's Eve. Uh, I should do a short recap of that. There was not much going on. We just sort of chilled most of the day. We had a little bit of bubbly, but we fell asleep early. And then I woke up at 12.15 uh, on account of all the fireworks and the guns that were going off. <laughs> And I had a, it was pretty much all night. So that's, if I sound rough, that's why it's not booze. It's lack of sleep. So thanks Detroit a lot, Detroit. special right yep. there. Yep. That's that. Uh, mine's all really fast. So Sam and I went to Rochester for Christmas weekend, uh, saw my family, um, did not do presents. I finally convinced everyone not to do presents. My mom still insisted on getting us a couple of things. Um, but other than that, we didn't do like a big family Christmas exchange, which I was really happy about. My mom got me and Sam a membership at the Albany Institute of Art, which is like the big art museum and history museum in Albany. Nice. It was very thoughtful of her. Um, we um, we played a little game with my Aunt Rose and me and Sam. We all took odds on how many nutcrackers were going to be on display at my Aunt Peg's house. And we all came <laughs> in on the under. Wow. We all were rather we were all under. Uh, but it was uh, I think I think my aunt had the highest and so she won, but we were all low. So she, my aunt Peg collects mm. nutcrackers. And what we didn't know about how many were going to be on display is that since the last time we were at the house, she got a new curio cabinet. Oh. And so it just, it was several dozen. I mean, mm. it just blew our numbers way out of the water. I think I took 30 and, and Rose took 36. Mm. And wow. it was easily over 70. Jesus Christ. Yeah. How many nuts do you need to crack? I... <clears throat> That has been the story of my Aunt Peg's entire life, I think. So um, that all happened. Uh, it's nice to see everyone. It was also my Aunt Rose's birthday is in mid-December, and we always try to make a point of not celebrating it at Christmas. So we took her out on New Year's Eve, and we said, or Christmas Eve, and said, anything you want, what do you want to do? Sam and I are going to celebrate your birthday with you. And we landed on going to see the new Matrix movie and then going to P.F. Chang's for dinner. Mm. so that's what we did we saw the new matrix movie which was fun uh i was never the biggest matrix fan but like it was very self-aware so like Mm. it knows how ridiculous it is so that was Mm -hmm. nice uh and then pf chang's was uh pf chang's i've never paid that much for chinese food but it was (laughs) you know and it was packed we had a reservation thank god because it's a busy place on christmas eve uh, and as far as presents go, uh, you know, we did little things between me and Sam. I got her the sweater that she insisted I get her, not a specific one. I just kept asking her what she wanted and she kept saying a sweater. So 
you know, I wasn't going to not get her a sweater. And I also got her some earrings. She got me some clothes and little things, but it's my birthday present that she got me and gave me early. That was really something. After years of being in apartments with crappy ovens and me sort of half joking about wanting an air fryer, <laughs> she got me a big, really nice countertop convection oven. Ooh. Big enough for a half sheet pan. That and is so big. It is big. Uh, it is very big. Uh, it's still in the box in the apartment because I need to. I'm going to take it to Albany and put it in the kitchen there because, of all the places, that's got the biggest kitchen now. <laughs> um, and that apartment has just it has a full size stove, but it's like a crappy electric oven. And so I'm excited to set this thing up and use it and bake in it because I haven't really done any baking in years because the oven in the Boston apartment has one setting and it's approximately 500 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> It's great well, for like great. frozen food from Trader Joe's. But that's about all it can do. Right. Uh, I've and heard so, really yeah. good things about these countertop convections of, convection right? ovens. And she was like, why would you get an air fryer when you could just use this? And yeah. it does basically the same thing, but better. So I am excited. I'm going to oh. start playing with it. And so that was yeah my Very early nice. birthday present. Because, of course, my birthday is coming up this week. And um, I'm going to yeah, be working. Is it what, like fr- Friday? Maybe? I don't know. It's day? no Wednesday because it's the fifth. So Wednesday. Yeah. Oh my god, my days are all off. <laughs> well, you're a little. I'm like out it's of it. Monday, right? <laughs> I like that you're living in the uh, the show broadcast day. <laughs> right in your mind, it's Monday. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to set that up and give it a whirl. It'll probably happen at some point this week. Maybe you can join our next baking show. I will. Definitely. That'll be perfect. Yeah. I finally have enough room to do stuff. Yes. Um, still need a stand mixer. I've never, never gotten around. It was on our wedding list, nope. you know, Birthday all those years coming. ago and we never got it. And so, hmm, maybe I can find mm. it after Christmas sale. I bet you can. Yep. So, Anne, you had the biggest adventure of us all. I did. Pardon me. You should keep that one in. You brought something home from California. Yep. (laughs) Now that the uh, Ricola lemon mint uh, cough drop has been consumed, I feel ready to talk about this. Um, Yeah. I didn't even even hear the big uh, horn (laughs) thing. The Alp horn. Ricola. Yeah. So I went to LA for uh, from the 21st through the 29th. Um, it's the first time in two years that I, uh, saw my brother Carl and my sister-in-law Libby, uh, their son Henry is now four and did not remember me from the last time I saw them. And I had never met Elliot because he was born one week before the initial pandemic lockdown in March of 2020. Um, hmm. How to go about this. Um, It was lovely. It was lovely. And you know that I had that. I said that I had the um, $1,200 e-credit from my canceled trip to St. Lucia with Delta Airlines. And so I decided, fuck it, I'm flying first class. And it was extremely like relaxed and chill. And I got to skip all the lines. And so the trip out there was super easy and I had a couple of days where I started 
building some bonds with my nephews. And I really love that. I think it was the second day when we were at lunch and Henry looked across the table at me and said, Aunt Anne, I love you. <laughs> and I thought, oh my God, I might, I can die now. And then um, Christmas Eve morning, I woke up with a sore throat. And I thought, shit, um, this is almost definitely just a travel cold. When you're going to a new place and you've been running around and you're in the air, whatever, mm -hmm. it's one of those sore throats where you wake up with a sore throat in the morning and then it kind of goes away during the day and comes back in the evening sure. a bit. And I thought, I'm almost 100% that this is just a sore throat. But... On the off chance that it isn't, I need to say something. Because my, I don't think they'll mind if I say this, but Carl and Libby are somewhat anxious parents. And they had been working really hard to make this as um, low risk as possible, having two small children who are unvaccinated and they, you know, wanted us to take tests and everything. And all is completely reasonable. The COVID test was negative, but I thought I just have to disclose this to them. And I did. And I got hustled out of that house so fast. No. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> and it was heartbreaking, really, really sad and heartbreaking and they felt terrible about it. And my brother was like, well, you know, you and I could go somewhere and, you know, get some breakfast or whatever. And I was like, what is the point in that? If I expose you to COVID and then you go home and expose your children to COVID, that's not any better. So I said, please, can you just take me to a grocery store? And I'm going to pick up some groceries enough for three or four days and then just take me back to the hotel. And I want to stay there and make sure that... I don't infect anybody. And I have to say, if I didn't have COVID before I went to the grocery store on Christmas <laughs> Eve morning, <laughs> there was a good chance that I would have gotten it there because it was super crowded. But um, I just um, went to the hotel and, and cried for the rest Aww. of the day, basically. <laughs> and they didn't, like, God bless Libby was trying to solve an unsolvable problem. She was trying to create a situation where there was no risk while still being able to, you know, have people over. And it's just not possible to eliminate all risk in this scenario, especially with Omicron running rampant. And I have to say, in L.A., it felt really different than it did in the Twin Cities. Like, it just felt super jittery there and every pretty much everybody in the twin cities wears masks but we go about our business in la everybody has like the n95s or kn95s mm -hmm. and you don't see anybody who's not wearing a mask and everything just felt really anxious intense and that did not help me so they were trying to work out like well maybe you can come over <clears throat> and we can sit in the backyard for a while or you know, maybe if you have a few more positive tests, we can move the Christmas dinner or a few more negative tests. Was it positive for not having COVID? Positive, <laughs> yes. a good it's, thing? It's or I'm positive, <clears throat> I'm fine, says. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But if I, if I tested negative a few more times, maybe we could, you know, have the dinner a few days later. And I was like, no, please, please don't reschedule 
for everybody else because Libby's whole family was coming and Matt and Meredith were coming down from San Francisco. And I just felt like all of a sudden I became a burden and I became a problem that had to be solved. And it's a really shitty feeling. Yeah. But Christmas morning I tested negative and they said, you know what, why don't you come? We feel good that you've had three negative tests since you got here. And so I did. And in the last eight days, I had six negative COVID tests. So as far as I know, (laughs) I don't have COVID. And I didn't have COVID. (laughs) I'm curious, Anne, do you have any nostrils left? They're doing okay. They're doing okay. It really... And that does underscore the difficulty with this Omicron thing because they talk so much about how it presents as a cold. And Mm -hmm. so if you have a cold, you should test. Um, So I did. My my nostrils are clean as a whistle. So you need that puss with lotion. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something that, that shouldn't be emotional in one way or another, but it might be a little bit, which is that because you are a little emotional about this and because your voice is so shot right now you've never sounded more like mike frizzell oh my god <laughs> i hate you so much <laughs> i love you ed i'm so glad you don't have covid no yes. i don't have covid and you know what too there's also a guilt factor like shame and guilt when yes. i thought i might have covid and they might have exposed the children and we've made it a thing that's shameful. Yeah. Uh, those of us who have taken the precautions and gotten the shots and the boosters and worn the masks, and we've made it so that it kind of feels like you did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't do as much as you could have or you should have. And when they talked to me before I left and they said, what, what do you want us to do to be so that you can be comfortable traveling? And I said, you know what? I don't care about me. If I get sick, I'll be fine. But the one thing that I don't want to do is make your children sick and I'll do anything you want me to do so that you feel comfortable and to feel that I might've failed that, that it's somehow my fault for getting COVID, which I didn't thank God. But I like it's wrong. It's wrong. And, you know, we're now like COVID is a disease of the unvaccinated, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I don't care anymore whether people got their vaccines or not or got masked or not. You know, we got to stop blaming people for getting sick, regardless of what they could have done to prevent it. So that was a pretty big eye opener for me. But in the end, (coughs) now I really am getting to the end of my voice. But in the end. I did get to go for Christmas. They did move the dinner by one day and it was okay. And I didn't have COVID and it turned out to be a lovely holiday. And then I went home and LAX was an absolute nightmare. Um, Again, if I didn't get COVID at the grocery store, I certainly could have gotten it at the airport because it was terrible. It was, I mean, it was the 29th, but still there were people who were trying to get home and the terminal was so crowded and just felt so dirty. Like people sitting on the floor in doorways and 
It always feels like that. That's yeah, the worst but, place on but Earth. LAX is a pit anyway. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as I got to MSP, I walked off the, air, the airplane, and it was super chill, and there was lots of space, and, you know, it was like 7 in the evening, so things were starting to wind down, but it's like, it just, it, it felt much <laughs> less disease-fueled than LAX did, mm-hmm. so... All's well that ends well. I came home. I'm home. And now I can't talk, which is why well, I'm recording a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing we're doing this today. Mm-hmm. I just I I want to touch again on what you said about feeling guilt, um, because now we're in a situation where you can have done everything right, like yep. genuinely done everything right, and you still can get it. And it this variant is not... It's it's like we can't. I think it's kind of inevitable. I think eventually we're all going to get it. Yep. Um, and the good news is it's less deadly. And uh, you know, if you did have it, you would probably be fine since you've had your all your shots. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, 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 moralizing it isn't helping anybody. You know, we're not going to guilt people who are vaccine yep. hesitant into getting it. It's just not going to work. It never has. Um, and so all we can do is the best that we can and live with the outcomes. So yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, ho- I hope, um, I hope you aren't beating yourself up over this or you've at least stopped beating yourself up. Over no, it it's, it's not COVID. It's the intellectual versus the emotional component of it. Right. Yeah. Intellectually. I'm, I'm very well aware of, you know, uh, sickness isn't moral, but the emotional part of me. And it's one reason why I stopped using Facebook. I mean, apart from, the disgustingness of Facebook um, was in the early days of pandemic, all of my lovely, like well-meaning in the right friends were just screaming about masks and, um, you know, how we should be behaving and staying home and all of that. And I, the anger was, and the accusation was so um, overwhelming to me. And again, not saying that anybody was wrong for having those feelings um, in the early days of the pandemic, but I just thought this isn't helping anything. So mm. I don't know. Let's just get this done with, people. Yes, please. <laughs> but there were lots of great things about the vacation, too. And we went to Caltech to do a, like a self-guided walking tour of the buildings. It's very, very cool. And they have a big like a cascading turtle pond there so there's Ooh. all sorts of turtles which as you can imagine was catnip to a four-year-old yeah and we had to have a very involved discussion about how you don't put your hands in the water at the turtle pond because there's turtle poop in there <laughs> and the concept of turtle poop was something that really um uh, caused a lot further discussion <laughs> on the whole idea of turtles pooping in general yeah this is fascinating. It was very fun. We tried a few bakeries. We went, there's a place in Pasadena called uh, Christmas Tree Lane that has been going on for at least a generation where they just string, it's this, it's like three blocks of a neighborhood and it's not the individual houses, it's the trees that stretch over the road and they do incredible just blanket of multicolored lights over them and so you just go and you drive through Christmas Tree Lane and see all the lights, and that was a big hit, too. But mostly it was, like, hanging out with family, and and Libby was trying to, like, 
plan things. And I said, honestly, it doesn't matter to me if you want to go about your regular day. And I just sit on the couch because all I want to do is like be with my family. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time at home. And I participated in a game called Let's Do Some Running, Hmm. which um, involves Henry saying, Aunt Anne, let's do some running or (laughs) want to do some running, (laughs) which is their their house is you can make a circuit from the um, kitchen down the hallway into the living room through the dining room back into the kitchen. It's not Mm -hmm. a very big house, so it's not a very big circuit, but um, that consisted of me getting a three second head start. One, two, three, go. And then him chasing me until he caught me. And when we started playing, I thought, okay, I'm going to, you know, just go fast enough to give this kid a plausible chance of getting within uh, a good distance of me. And then I'm going to leave him in the dust. And I got to tell you, that kid (laughs) ran me into the ground. (laughs) I had no chance. No matter how fast I run, I was like ricocheting myself off of doorways and like grabbing corners to try and whip myself around. I just heard this implacable thunk, 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 thunk of little feet behind me. And he just kept coming. He didn't like get tired. No, that's (laughs) the magic of children. (laughs) I'm full out sweating. (laughs) and red faced and I go to the gym four times a week you know I do a high impact cardio and steady state cardio and weightlifting and I was no match for this child and he'd catch me and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and then he'd say want to go again (laughs) I bet his parents are like thank god someone else is here (laughs) I know and and I tried um pushing it off onto somebody else well, like, you know, I bet Uncle Matt would really like to do yeah. some running, but apparently I was the choice partner. So um, I my cardio did not suffer at all. I got to say, I grew up in a house designed that same way where it was it's a four square house, basically, and you, we could run around the center of it. And uh, we did spend a great deal of time doing that and whipping ourselves around through doorways <laughs> to go faster. So it it's, was a, fun it's a very for, fun. Yeah, time. it was fun for the first three hours, I will say. And then after that, then the next day, my, um, my calves were really sore and I had to take my socks off and run barefoot because I couldn't get enough traction. (laughs) And meanwhile, thump, 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 thump behind me. (laughs) So it was great. It was a great vacation. It was a terrible vacation. It was a sad vacation. As my therapist said, it was a really good experience in, you know, learning how to deal with my emotions in an effective way. And I am so glad to be home. Glad well, you're I'm home glad you don't safe. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I mean, if I got six false negatives in a row, then I need to buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely glad you went last, too, <laughs> on our holiday catch-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, at some point, we'll find out what uh, Hillary and Christy have been up to, if, if Hillary survive new year's and if christy ever gets home right fingers i mean i know jeremy's on the road because i saw some of course he is posts from him but i mean christy knows better than to go on a road trip with jeremy yeah sincerely impressive pictures uh Mm -hmm. the stuff that jeremy gets and it's just for being willing to be up in the middle of the night in weird places yep yeah so excels at that go follow jeremy on 
Instagram. I think that's where I see. Yeah, I saw his on Instagram. Yeah, Dadstronaut on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm too goal oriented to be able to like put myself in those weird situations. Like I'm like, let's get to the end. Let's get to the destination. Jeremy's like, oh, what's over here? I think the difference is that that's his goal. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he was in Valley of the Gods. Sorry to interrupt, but that's that's where he was yes. last, which is, where is that exactly? I have Utah. no idea. I've Utah. never heard of that before. Yeah, that sounds like Utah. Yep. So southeast corner of Utah. Okay. It's fun. Goals is a good transition to the question of the week. Um, this one is meant to be light, so please, people, don't come at us with your life-changing whatever. We were thinking about New Year's resolutions since it's New Year's Day, um, but not, you know, the uh, new career, figure out my life, mompreneurness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the question of the week is, what is your dumb New Year's resolution? What is, like, the yep. little thing that you just want to knock out in 2022? And um, we haven't put a lot of thought into it yet, so maybe we'll share most of ours next week. But I think my dumb New Year's resolution nights, I came over to the office this morning, and I park in the basement, and my office is on the second floor, and I almost took the elevator, and then I was like, god damn it, just take the fucking stairs. They're faster, they're right there, it's only two flights of stairs. My dumb New Year's resolution is to take the stairs when I come to the office this year. Mm. That's good. Every time you take an elevator, it costs 11 cents. What? That might be specific to the University of Minnesota. I don't know. (laughs) That's an interesting tidbit. You know, maybe you could make yourself like an elevator jar where you put 11 cents in every time you you cop out and take the the elevator. I got to go to Citizens and get a roll of dimes and a roll of (laughs) pennies. It's bad enough that I have to get laundry quarters. By the way, what a fucking pain in the ass. So the the apartments in Albany, both are coin-op and they're old school. Like the ones in Boston, we have an app that we pay for the laundry on. But the ones in Albany are still like you need quarters, and of course there's a coin shortage mm-hmm. ongoing because I don't know people are hoarding coins and whatever. And so I'll always go into the bank and be like, "Excuse me, I need some some quarters," and they'd be like, "Well, we can give you one roll." I'm like, "Well, <laughs> which I'm gets a, you a load of laundry, basically." I'm, I am it's a, a customer, right? It's a dollar seventy five for the washer and a dollar seventy five for the dryer, so it's you know, it's almost three rolls, but or three loads a roll, but it's it's you know that's. I'm big. My clothes are big. I wear a lot of clothes. That adds <laughs> I, up. I need to do laundry a lot. And um, yeah, so I I find myself now, like, I'll walk to the post office here in Boston down the street, and I'll literally go to two banks where I have accounts so that I can get at least two rolls of quarters while I'm out. Fuck you, quarters. It's like my mm-hmm. uncle going to every bank in town to get $2 bills because he <laughs> liked them. And nobody carries more than, like, four at a time. Yeah. Right. Anyway, what is your dumb New Year's resolution? Tell us. We want to know. Yeah, I don't know. And if you say something about a diet or losing weight. No, thank you. Right. First of all, you are perfect the way you are. And second of all, I'm coming to your house with a Twinkie. <laughs> the first one that I keep thinking I like of is maybe part. I could floss my teeth some more. But that's because I have a dentist appointment on Insurrection Day. <laughs> so it's on my mind. <laughs> okay. Flossmore, I like that. Yeah, no, yeah. this isn't meant to be about major life change stuff. I'm like, I'm not taking the stairs for a fitness thing. It's only two flights of stairs. I'm taking them purely because it's dumb that I sit there and wait for the elevator. Mm-hmm. Also, all those fingies touching the buttons. That's Ew. true too. Yeah, it's an enclosed space. It's probably safer to take the stairs right now. Yep. yep. 
So, Anne, you should talk a little bit more and tell us about your recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is this is a quick one. I'm recommending um, <clears throat> YouTube videos of hippos eating watermelons this week because we did have a discussion. I believe it started with what noises giraffes make. And I thought, I know how we can figure that out. So we watched noises of giraffes or videos of giraffes making noises, which is quite something. <clears throat> and, and that was... Um, such a hit. Um, you know, Elliot is not quite two since his birthday is in March, but he says more animal videos with wow. perfect clarity. And so I asked him what he wanted to see next. And he said hippos. And my brother said, don't hippos like eat watermelons or something? And I said, <laughs> I know there's a way that we could find out. And there are so many compilation videos of hippos eating watermelons in one bite, and it is so fucking satisfying, you guys. <laughs> I went and looked after you put this in the chat. I was like, I got to see some of these these hippos, and it, it really is great. There are those slow motion videos of a press slowly crushing something. <laughs> yep. Yes. But it's the hippo. <laughs> yes. You can get some where they sprinkle other animals in, like um, alligators eating watermelon is pretty good. Um, there are some elephants eating watermelons. We also watched a little, a lot of videos about like penguins doing goofy things, and uh, there's the one where the um, it's a pretty famous, famous viral, I guess, where uh, the zookeeper is trying to clean the baby panda enclosure. And all the pandas want to do is play. Mm -hmm. So really, they're not allowed to watch much TV at all. So I figured this is educational. And that's why their mom couldn't say no to me. But we watched a lot of hippos <laughs> eating watermelons. And I had requests to watch the rewatch the same videos. So uh, I thought I would share that with everybody. I really do recommend it. And hippos, boy... They got them big tusks and like huge, nasty, wiry hairs on the ends of their snouts. But it's really interesting to get up close to that. They're horrifying and extremely dangerous, but also very cute. I know. Well, the zookeepers seem perfectly fine to like reach their arm into the hippo mouth to put the watermelon in. No, thanks. That's because they know they're well-fed, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you, you just got to have the timing down in order to do that. Well, the ones that are missing arms aren't there, aren't, aren't there anymore. <laughs> they don't let them like do the crowd shows. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, nobody took get involved. Oops, I'll just do oh. it. Uh, you can find us at thisshowhaseverything.com. You can send us your feedback at throwyourphone.com, which I, I think still works now. The yeah. Facebook group is This Show Has Everything, and you should go there because there are pictures of people's Christmas presents, best ever, and other stuff. And more people have started posting things there throughout the week, and it's becoming quite the community. Uh, you can find us on Twitter when I remember to update it at TC Show. You can also email us at our new and improved email address, TC Show at gmail.com that's right no aol or yahoo for us tishy show <laughs> at gmail.com hotmail <laughs> send us Sorry. a voice memo <laughs> uh and it'll be featured on the show just like it was earlier this show and you can fax me your hippo at 617-354-8513 and i will share it with my colleagues here at tishy uh until next time happy new year and uh, at least for the first few hours of 2022, that was everything.
Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Those the fireworks or the guns? Those are both. I can't tell the difference at a certain point. to say Happy New Year